chapter twenty five of lady jim of curzon street this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org lady jim of curzon street by fergus hume chapter twenty five joan was less surprised than a better informed lady when no word of the sick man's progress came to hand aksakoff was presumably at havre and askew having missed the fiacre and called uselessly at a chemist's shop indicated by helfmann clamoured for information unacquainted with the address of demetrius no information could be given by lady jim but she proffered a suggestion to keep the budding philanthropist quiet he might be in an hospital he might i'll go the round do she assented cordially and quite easy in her mind about this needle in a haystack search so askew wisely acting immediately on an impulse that could not last set forth on his quest only to drift across the path of an old shipmate the meeting led to cocktails at the american bar and the consumption of these involved the calling up of a past which made the ex-navy man long to nose the out-trail once more that his friend who did business in great waters should know of a clean-built schooner yacht for sale at a ridiculously low price was natural and equally natural was askew's determination to cross the channel that very day lest the desirable vessel should be snapped up thus it came about that he presented himself to leah prior to an immediate departure without recurring to the quest lady jim however could not forbear a taunt and your philanthropic search she inquired askew coloured laughed and shrugged demetrius is no kith or kin of mine was his excuse and wouldn't do as much for me i doubt sides he's probably on his legs by now and will come skipping along to see you if he does i shall advise him of your charity no don't urge the youth coolly he'll be giving me a testimonial leah laughed good-humouredly well good-bye and she shook hands thanks for your company joan has enjoyed it immensely and you ah with a sigh and a twinkle think what i have lost meaning me meaning you man of lightning moods philanthropy love ten minutes of each shall i see you in london oh er yes but if i can annex this schooner at a fair price i'm thinking of a cruise in pacific waters he grew red and uneasy shifting from one foot to the other i might that means you will hm the first case i ever knew of a man being off with the new love and on with the old but she held up a finger i claim a visit before you go askew seized her hand i promise then coaxingly we are friends parting friends and i have already shaken hands with you twice au revoir till curzon street and nodding him godspeed she retired to consider possibilities of preventing a speedy departure poor woman no sooner had she cleared away one obstacle than another bulked 
in the path and these unfortunately she could not leap over or go round they had to be removed by toilsome pick and shovel work what a mercy demetrius is disposed of said lady jim to her mirror two new wrinkles i shan't give that silly boy the chance of adding a third on the morning of the departure from paris leah received a letter from demetrius which she showed to joan almost as soon as the train steamed out of the gare du nord a week of talk in paris and five years study in england had instructed miss tallentire insufficiently in the french tongue therefore did she wilt away at the sight of the epistle lady jim translated he is still ill in some hotel she was careful not to give the address but better much better later he proposes to go to russia i thought he was in exile said joan doubtfully he is i think the folly of risking his liberty in st petersburg is apparent but he hopes to cajole the czar into granting his pardon hmm leah packed away the letter in her dressing-bag i dare say we shall hear of him next in siberia joan opened a pair of horrified eyes lady james oh it's a charming place they say and not at all so disagreeable as people make out the climate is much more delightful than our own dear and the society really intellectual the russians send all their clever people there you know i am sure dr demetrius will be very comfortable exile to siberia it sounds horrible yes sounds but isn't you have been reading tolstoy and seeing melodramas my dear i thought dr demetrius loved you said joan suddenly oh he did the man was a perfect nuisance but you see i did not love him no no of course you would not i never meant that as poor dear lord james's wife you could not and as poor dear lord james's widow i can only i don't miss tallentire was still confused you must think me dreadfully rude oh dreadfully she murmured regretting an unintentional insinuation i think you dreadfully innocent and dreadfully sweet said leah kissing the flushed face i'm talking like that horrid mulrady girl where do these americans pick up their adjectives even while chatting and while the train tore through a bleak landscape almost blotted out with rain leah wondered who had written the letter not demetrius certainly although the calligraphy would have caused an expert to commit perjury aksakoff was more clever with tongue than pen so leah fell back on helfmann as a possible forger assuredly she did not believe that he was a medical man and his fortunate presence at the needed hour argued a carefully laid plot the fiacre probably drove to st lazare and thence helfmann had no doubt personally conducted his patient to havre to be shipped on board the petrovitch yacht now the boat was kicking her way through the grey northern seas and demetrius in possession of his senses was looking forward to a forced passage across the urals an unpleasant journey at this time of the year but needful for men who wanted more than was good for them and thank god this particular man was out of her life for ever 
while offering up the hasty prayer lady jim touched the peacock's feather tucked away in her pocket and felt that life really was worth living when one knew how to dispose of disagreeable people perhaps the prayer addressed to a deity other than the fetish made the domestic god sulky but he or it certainly did not expedite leah's journey to curzon street for two weary days wind and rain stormy waves and over-cautious officials detained the travellers in calais a hurricane that would have done credit to the south seas made the channel impassable and the waves that britannia is supposed to rule rebelled furiously against her white cliffs leah inconceivably bored watched the gusty hours through streaming panes and wondered if the gale extended to the mediterranean if so the ducal yacht with frith and his father on board must be having a pitch and toss time of the worst the duke was no hardened mariner and uncomfortable motions prolonged to excess might make a man of his age so ill that he would here leah's vivid imagination produced a shudder she did not wish the kindly old duke to die of exhaustion not that she cared over much for him but frith succeeding to unlimited money-bags would be less easy to manage in the important matter of occasional checks the insurance money would not last for ever with one of her tastes and after all since this greedy captain strange would insist upon his dues she had only twenty-nine thousand pounds then jim would want ready money and his demands she knew him of old would probably be shameless of course seeing that on the face of it he was involved deeper than she was in a shady conspiracy he could be told to mind his own business and marry signorita fajardo if desirous of being kept like a gentleman but to avoid unnecessary trouble it was probable that she would have to send him a trifle how dreadful it was to think that a single shilling of that hardly earned money should slip through her fingers but the harpies had to be appeased or driven away she could not achieve the last therefore her purse-strings would have to be unloosened already the pockets of strange gaped hungrily and it was her hard fate to fill them so absurd grumbled lady jim as the wind whimpered and the rain lashed the glass in the middle ages one could have hired a nice bravo to put him out of the way and there would not have been even funeral expenses i must pay i suppose but i'll see if the beast will not take the money by instalments there is always the chance that he might be drowned between payments and i hope he will be she ended devoutly in this amiable frame of mind she arrived at curzon street after sending joan brimful of continental experiences to the less fashionable district of lambeth the house looked cosy the servants were attentive the insurance money swelled her bank account and best of all demetrius was posting towards siberia on the whole things were tolerable it was not leah's custom to indulge in superlatives so she decided to remain for a week or two in london prior to being bored at firmingham where the marchioness awaited the home-coming of the yachting party after her late efforts in the cause of politics lady jim felt that she really could not stand hilda's artificial childishness without an intermezzo of amusement 
but fun of any sort was hard to find since her widowhood and the emptiness of town precluded indulgence piccadilly and the park st james's street and pall mall were as barren of pleasure and a fashionable population as that siberia towards which demetrius unwillingly journeyed even lady canvey had moved out of the early victorian room into more modern surroundings at nice askew certainly paid his promised visit but he proved to be dull thinking more of the yacht than the woman the technical terms he employed in describing his purchase made lady jim yawn and she decided that like all men he was unutterably selfish however she was sufficiently kind-hearted and diplomatic to show him the pseudo-letter and translate it for his benefit told you so said he when in possession of misleading facts the beggar's all right be on his legs in a jiffy thanks to your care don't rub it into a fellow lady jim lady james lady james it is though it seems to me that we are to be merely acquaintances most of my friends are acquaintances but i want this acquaintance to be a friend what an exacting nature well with a sigh i suppose as you have loved and i have lost we can be friends till you marry why not after dear mr askew a bachelor selects his own friends a wife chooses those of her husband meantime you are a nice boy if somewhat fickle and i like you sufficiently to let you go when does this ship of yours go south schooner lady jim schooner yacht two hundred tons lloyd's measurement and you explained that before did i yes of course well she is a beauty ah the same term was applied to me once and by a man who said that he would love me for ever i don't believe i was ever so crude retorted askew bluntly you don't tell a lady that she is a beauty though you might say it to a shop-girl really i don't know any people of that class you do apparently the young man grew red and wriggled like a speared eel thinking how very like a woman she was she did not want him and she did want him she told him to go and wished him to stop she pardoned his fickleness yet kept it in mind ah you bundle of contradictions why not say a woman one word explains your three i like to be verbose said askew sulkily you always are first about me and then about this ship thing i suppose the fiardo woman will be the next don't speak of her like that why not she is my rival i should be more than mortal if i forgave her and less than a woman if i did not say nasty things about her say them about me then i have been doing my best and really you take a ragging very well there poor boy she patted his cheek i shan't tease you any more when do you sail in three weeks for buenos aires of course oh true and eager lover dine with me next thursday and we can talk about her you'll be nasty about the ship oh no i thought you meant lola perhaps i did both ship and woman are hers you know next thursday i shall be delighted you look it do try and conceal your emotions better askew laughed and took up his hat she was more like a mosquito than a human being and he made for the door weary of being stung i would rather be your friend than your husband lady jim he said coolly what a compliment seeing what husbands are i ought to know oh pardon me i forgot he stuttered much confused 
she shook her head at him gravely what a child in arms you are to this last piece of impertinence askew would have replied rather sharply thereby proving the truth of her remark but that the door was blocked by a tall lean man monsieur aksakoff announced the footman behind the newcomer good day lady james good day monsieur aksakoff and good-bye leah when alone with the diplomatist felt her heart leap at the solemnity of his looks she fancied that he might have come to tell her of the doctor's escape in reality aksakoff was wondering how he could pay her two thousand pounds without turning the arranged comedy into a drama feeling his way he allowed her the first word you will stop to luncheon said lady jim amiably i trespass too much on your hospitality dear madame you must have had enough of me at our last luncheon in paris oh i have forgotten all about paris and she gave him a look which intimated that he almost should feign forgetfulness ah no but pardon me i came to inquire about monsieur demetrius why for me i know nothing wait i i do know something he wrote me a letter saying he was better and intended to go to russia probably to see petrovitch about his pardon i wish i had seen him before he left paris and the diplomatist smiled when the letter was mentioned did you not see him aksakoff raised his eyebrows but it was impossible madame he explained without even a wink dr helfmann took him away in the fiacre and i departed for havre i did not return to paris i see your business at havre detained you longer than i expected said the diplomatist taking his cue you see madame i was forced to repeat my conversation with monsieur demetrius to my cousin the count i expect that he wrote to paris and told monsieur demetrius to come to havre for a conversation without knowing his address how clever aksakoff laughed you have me there madame i really don't know what you mean how is katinka she is at brussels in good health i believe does she know that m demetrius has gone to st petersburg possibly he had to write announcing his engagement to you if he expected lady jim to be taken aback by this abrupt speech he was mistaken in the woman whose aplomb he should have known she merely laughed and dropped out a ready lie with slow amusement ah my dear monsieur aksakoff clever linguists as you russians are your comprehension of the english language is limited very very limited monsieur demetrius should have known that in our tongue one word may have several meanings see a diocese see to perceive by the eye your illustration is felicitous madame i understand then that m demetrius translated no as yes oh he was by no means so stupid as that the man bothered me with intentions for months and was quite a nuisance i nearly spoke to poor dear jim about his smirking grinning compliments he talked of me in clubs and followed everywhere sighing like a furnace if a furnace ever does sigh i speak on shakespeare's authority to keep the creature quiet i said something which he apparently misconstrued a sop to cerberus a cake to a child you understand i think so there was no engagement none at all how impertinent of him to suggest such a thing when my husband is scarcely cold in his grave but i pardon him on account of his ignorance of our language which undoubtedly led him into error when i see him again i shall explain myself in a way which he will probably find disagreeable 
aksakoff smiled imperceptibly monsieur demetrius is much to blame madame for not having given more attention to your english grammar i go to st petersburg myself in a week perhaps you will give me some message to him no the man is a fool and i never wish to hear about him again your command shall be obeyed from this moment his name never shall be mentioned by me and he mentally admired the clever way in which she had wriggled out of an untenable situation but the object of his visit had still to be approached and at this moment an inspiration how to approach it came opportunely the mention of poor dear jim suggested lines upon which he might proceed with safety i come on a serious errand madame said he softly yes she did not know what he meant and under the circumstances did not intend to inquire to advance under the guns of masked batteries was never leah's mode of campaigning your husband pardon your late husband played bridge said the diplomatist so crudely as to render himself unworthy of the name i believe he did assuredly and with me on occasions twelve months ago we were at a party of five at torquay i believe jim did go there sometimes go on it is hard to go on madame said aksakoff with feigned nervousness as i have a confession to make i grant your absolution beforehand you are too good then i can repay you by handing over the money what money my losses at bridge yes with your husband and others i played a great deal unfortunately for my pockets she noticed the misused plural and smiled most people made that remark grammatically when they played with jim so you lost two thousand pounds the exact sum he had mentioned at monte carlo at once she saw that he wished to pay wages on a sufficiently plausible pretext the money would have been useful to pay strange and jim so that she could keep her thirty thousand pounds intact but strangely enough in so unscrupulous a woman she could not make up her mind to finger such dirty gold death pays all debts she said quietly on the part of the corpse assuredly but those who live have to reckon with the executors in that case you had better see the mar of frith he is poor jim's executor ah no madame be kind i should have paid this money before but my salary did not permit what would monsieur le marquis say if i confessed that i delayed so long to pay a debt of honour what does it matter so long as you do pay it matters much amongst men said aksakoff stiffly but you a woman and a clever woman he added with emphasis will understand i pray you madame to take my cheque for the full amount and permit my mind to be at rest lady jim priding herself on performing a hard penance for her late rascality shook her head no said she seriously i am quite sure that jim who was often in a hole himself would not have been hard on you had he lived the money would have been a godsend to him i admit that but i really cannot take payment of any gambling debts it would not be right she finished virtuously aksakoff was less surprised than she anticipated her refusal of this money assured him that the story of the engagement was true and that leah had rid herself of an undesirable suitor who had power to compel completion of a forced contract what power demetrius had over her aksakoff could not guess but the whole circumstances showed that her desire had been for the obliteration of the man and not to earn two thousand pounds but nothing of this appeared on his calm face 
pray take the cheque madame he urged and held it under her nose no no she pushed back her chair from that too alluring bait i cannot take it and i shall say nothing about it stay she took the fluttering paper from his hand and rose you have paid me on jim's behalf is that not so yes aksakoff watched her wondering at this right about face then she approached the fire and flung in the cheque the debt is paid and you are free ah but no i say yes lady jim approached him with outstretched hands and a smile which had won her many things you are my friend and not my debtor is it not so he kissed those extended hands madame a hard-working and poor official thanks you my services now and ever are at your command with the thought that demetrius might return unexpectedly from siberia she thanked him i may have to remind you of that some day when and where you will madame his pale eyes lighted up with enthusiastic fire were you my wife i should be an ambassador you may be some day madame aksakoff has talents madame aksakoff is madame aksakoff and you are well what she demanded smiling an angel how weak all language is weak when used to describe such a woman as you madame i take my leave your servant and my friend to the death madame he went out as stiff and solemn as ever with the conviction that he had parted from jezebel's cousin german nevertheless he admired her prodigiously especially as he intended to put into his own pockets the two thousand pounds she had so tactfully earned and so foolishly rejected the bureaucracy would never hear of her folly and it would be a pity to return money which a poor official could bank against evil days not that aksakoff expected these the capture of demetrius without publicity and so cleverly achieved would gain him infinite credit as an efficient servant of the czar a charming and astute woman he thought gratefully when ruminating on certain advancement but dangerous added prudence leah went about for the next seven days with her head in the air and with the contempt for those people who found renunciation difficult she could renounce with ease had she not refused a large sum of money because she felt that it was wrong to take it what self-denial she felt aggressively virtuous and but for the circumstances would have liked to trumpet her perfections in the street that she did not do so was further self-denial and a flattering conscience with which providence had nothing to do assured her that she was a pearl amongst women now that demetrius was out of sight she calmly put him out of mind and began to think how she could prevent askew from spoiling jim's nefarious courting of the spanish lady there was no way so far as she could see since the sailor's love had grown cold and she had no bonds in which to bind him but she trusted to that luck which the fetish always sent her way and sure enough the luck came but some weeks later beforehand the fetish still annoyed by her prayer to another god sent her a reminder that it could be disagreeable a bolt from the blue came in the shape of a telegram from firmingham come to me at once wired the marchioness yacht lost off brest duke and frith 
and most of crew drowned come she might have spared the last word said leah staring and stunned End of chapter twenty five